citizens of Blanketsburg, I ask you now to prepare for war. And I ask Garrett to please fix the microphone on my laptop. It's doing that thing again. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 3, Episode 14, Pillows and Blankets. And thank you to our wonderful patrons who are watching us talk about this nearly untalkaboutable episode because boy howdy does it <laughs> is it a documentary that's hard to follow but it's hard to easy to follow to watch it but it's hard to follow to write notes but thank you for 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 watching and as we always do it's time to outsource mike's bits oh i need the i need the oh no i got i beat you to it i was expecting more preamble i um, didn't have much else <laughs> All right, so how many? Wait, what? What do you usually say, Ben? Uh, just so you know, Mike, you are now creating sixteen different timelines. Okay, I was worried there for a moment that I didn't know how many timelines, but we'll see. And who knows? It could be the sex question. I hope it's the sex audience. question. Please, please, if there is a God, be be the sex question. Now, Ben, how much? How much will you pay this God? Because I can, I can put a thumb <laughs> on the scale. Um. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is not. Damn, uh, it is okay. not. We are not in sex question territory. I apologize to literally all of our lovely listeners and my lovely co-host, Ben. So this one is a pretty good conversation for us because we're giant nerds. Do you have a favorite T-shirt? If so, what's on it or what does it say? Uh, I'm actually wearing it literally right now. Oh, wow. Look at that. Audio visual medium. Look at that. Uh, for, it's a Dr. Pepper t-shirt. <laughs> for those at, at home who are not part of the live stream um, that we're doing right now, it is a dark red Dr. Pepper t-shirt. Um, it's got that the classic reason, logo. It's great. It's, it's, it's a little it's vintage classic. distressed. It's uh-huh. very good. The reason it is my favorite t-shirt is that uh for one i love dr pepper it is my soda of choice mm-hmm. except for making um, rum and cokes that, that's generally for coke yeah absolutely um so rum and dr pepper is not bad though i will say that so i loved i love dr pepper first of all second um this shirt cost me like 10 bucks which is a, a you know great deal mm-hmm. third it's super comfy um, because I have a habit of whenever I go to like a, a Kohl's or JCPenney or whatever, mm-hmm. there's like a bunch of T-shirts and I will just go over and I'll start feeling all of the T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Gotta feel them because, T-shirts. Because what's most important to me uh, in a T-shirt is that it is comfortable first and foremost. It's true. Form over function. Or function and so over I'll, form. I'll like touch one and be like, oh, mm, no, I don't like the feel of that. Or like, oh, that's that's OK. It's OK. It's fine. There are some that I'm just like, oh, oh, it is super soft. This one right here, super soft for 
I bought this for those those uh, three previous reasons. But then when I brought it home and put it on, I was like, oh, damn, I look pretty good in this color. Mm. I don't generally wear this color because I, I tend to wear a lot of blues and whatnot. Sure. Um, but I put it on. and I was like, oh, I look good. And then Sarah was like, oh, snap. Yeah, you look good. She didn't say, oh, snap. She is not. She's a, not a no snap uh, person. She is not a no snap person. But she did say that I look very good. It was probably um, more of an ooh. Um, as for me, my favorite, I, I don't know if I have a favorite. I just have a ton of them. Um, I probably say my current favorite is a, I have a gray t-shirt that I brought, bought way back in the day from a shirt woot. Um, you know, the, the, that kind of like new shirt a day, uh, sh- shirt place. Um, and it's a, a star Wars ATAT, but instead of the body of the ATAT, it is two at symbols on, mm-hmm. on the keyboard. Um, I love it very much, and everyone's like, "Ah, I get it," and I and and that's the kind of reaction I want from a shirt of, "Ah, I get it." Uh, but mostly, I have a lot of sports t-shirts, and my favorite sports t-shirt is one that just says Blacksburg and has a Virginia Tech logo be- be- below it because it reminds me of my hometown of Blacksburg. That th- those are both very Mike answers. They sure are, aren't they? <laughs> half nerd, half sport. All Mike. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, cool. Well, that was not that was not the worst question. It was no sex question. It, and it, but it was not humorous in any way. <laughs> it, was it was not us humorous. Talking about t-shirt designs on an audio format. You did get to find out all about how I like comfy t-shirts and Dr Pepper, um, and that my girlfriend does not say "oh snap." So you know, you know, we learned was, a lot. We learned a lot here today. We had a lot of fun here. We today. had a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, it is now over. Good. We wish you. Uh, and wait, hold on. I think we've missed a, a step or two. Oh, yeah. Oh, we needed right. the. Yeah. We needed the outro music. Oh yeah. 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 Here we go. I wish yeah, you luck. luck. That's the end. We 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 got it. Um. Okay. No, so I, no. I think we there's a whole like portion of the show where we talk about the episode. I, I might be wrong on that because we have done a multiple episodes where we don't talk about an episode before. So, a season three, episode fourteen of Community Pillows and Blankets. It is an episode in a Ken Burns Civil War style documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith it David is, is the narrator, which is funny because he, uh, you know, spoiler alert, shows up on the show. Uh huh. Um, which I don't remember. Have you? You have not seen season six, right? I believe. I. I mean, I know of Elroy, but I don't know much okay. about him. I don't. Yeah, he he shows up uh, in season six as the character Elroy. Uh, spoilers. Um, like, oh, well, that's spoiled. I know a guy named Elroy shows up. <laughs> Ruined. Oh no, the show becomes only about Elroy. I hate all Elroys. Uh, yeah, he shows up well, in I season mean, if six. You do. As the character named Elroy. Hey. Uh, also famously um, uh, voice acted in Mass Effect. Uh, he was uh, Captain Anderson. Um, oh, so yes. I, I hear that voice and I'm expecting him to tell me to like go do things and blow up bad guys and sure. whatnot. I mean, Keith David has been in pretty much everything. I believe he was even in uh, the Saints Row series as an evil Keith David. I mean... Voice like that, I would want to be in literally everything. I'd be showing up to video games and be like, 
Hi, I sound exactly like Keith David. Please put me in your video game mm. because listen to this voice. I mean, I want to be put in video games and listen to this voice. Uh, here's my acting reel for uh, video games. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Hi, I'm a video game character and I'm the hero of the video game. I'll shoot the bad guys and I'll... Have sex with the women and the men. Wow! What? And wow! I'm, a, this... I'm like J space James Bond and bisexual. I appreciate. Uh, usually, there's not a whole <laughs> lot of sex in games, but I love the direction. Oh, there's going to be sex in every game that I'm in. That's part of my contract. <laughs> it's part of your contract. All right. So that was your hero of the game. Um, I I will be auditioning for henchman number four. Excellent! Excellent. Uh, and thank you for my for your time uh those were all the noises of when i get killed because again i'm henchman number four uh so anyways this episode um i'll let you in on a little secret about how i watched this episode here tonight okay. i did not really take many notes because i love this episode so much that i'm like I'm not going to sully this episode by trying to capture all the details. I'm just going to sit here and watch it and experience it. Just soak it in. That excellent Keith David narration. Sure. The great Civil War era sort of music. Just soak it all in. Let Become one with it. Notes. Where we're going, we don't need notes. Uh, so I may have made a mistake because I took a lot of notes <laughs> or alternatively, I made the best choice because if neither of us had notes, we'd be like, well, that was fun. He's a, he's a serious, hardcore note taken podcaster. He's a freewheeling podcaster who doesn't take any notes together. They are good morning. Greendale. Okay. I've a made that joke before, podcast. but it's fine. What? Uh, so yeah, it starts out kind of setting out the uh, background that we got from last episode. Mm -hmm. The the pillow fort, the blanket fort, the butting of heads of Abed and Troy, um, the the first pillow thrown in the Great mm -hmm. War. We also kind of get a, a little bit of preview of who who is going to do what in this. Uh, Annie has basically turned a storage room into a sanctuary for those with broken classic, broken classes and lightly grazed testicles. Um, and Britta is a war photographer who is very bad at doing that. Um, Jeff is uh, using his words to take up pillows and uh, to avoid an upcoming test. And surely it proved to be as skilled at kicking asses as she was at wiping them. Uh-huh. I don't love that phrase but that's fine i mean it's it's as quoted so the actual episode kind of starts around thursday at 4 p.m when the dean comes up to jeff in the lounge Please. you really did take exhaustive no you're like thursday 4 p.m i mean it came up on screen i gotta type it down what came up organically okay um, I, su I suppose so the dean comes up to the Jeff in the lounge asking him to meditate, medi meditate. Well, I mean that too. Uh, mediate between Troy and Abed. You know, this is a whole big thing. And Jeff immediately looks and looks at him and sees the film crew and is like, hey, what's what are they doing here? Usually when there's a film crew around, it's a disaster. And uh, apparently they're just here to document the Guinness record. But guess what? It's a disaster. 
Jeff was right. Absolute disaster. While I was checking, did you mention the friendship hats? Uh, not yet. We haven't even gotten to the dean's office yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really the friendship hats was my fourth note. Uh, so clearly, <laughs> I was not. I was not taking very my, comprehensive my fourth, notes. My fourth note is is the Annie discussion that she's got this like war uh, sanctuary. Um, but we go to the dean's office and Troy and Abed are arguing uh, whose fault this is. Jeff is like, okay. Neither one of you have to apologize. What you're doing is equally ridiculous. Uh, He pitches, and now we get to the imaginary friendship hats, and it automatically makes them friends again, and he puts them on each other's head. Those are Chekhov's friendship hats, by the way. Yes, just enjoy that. (laughs) Um, Troy's like, this is more serious than that. And they both mime taking off and throwing their hats to the side, which is amazing. In, In sort of this narration bit, here uh we do see uh that old blind man from last episode harry jefferson yes. um who i failed to mention last week was in it's always sunny in philadelphia i was man, all like you, you almost missed the cutoff and boy but you found I, it Slid i was right like, under that just like indiana jones i spent all last week's episode talking about how people were in it's always sunny and um i missed i missed that one uh, but he plays he plays the role of old black man in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, also I mean, known as kind of, old man. He's kind of playing the same role here, where he just gets tater tots <laughs> and says, uh, it's like crawling through a hug, but sometimes I guess all hugs must come to an end. We do find out that um, the, the new factions here are New Fluffy Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it started out as New Fluffy Town, and then... Mm-hmm. When Troy splits off, he changes it to Blanketsburg, and then for uh, cohesiveness, Abed changes his to Pillow Town. He calls it uh, the sake of conceptual symmetry, which is very funny to me. Um, and I absolutely will accidentally call Blanketsburg Blacksburg because it's just they're so close to my head together. How um, many times did you mistakenly type Blacksburg while typing Blanketsburg? Only in this a episode? few, surprisingly. Okay. I accidentally typed Blanketsburg instead of Blacksburg at one point because I did <laughs> definitely take a note. Like, I will call this blanket. I mean, Blacksburg. Dang it. Um, but yes, the two forts, as we re- remember from last week, hopefully. Um, and if not, go back and listen to last week or watch the episode. Either one is fine by me. Um, they are, have expanded until they're in each other's way. And we kind of get another view of the study room at 3 p.m. The opening incident, which is later called the study room kerfuffle. Similar to uh, the race kerfuffle at the end of uh, season two. It tells you who is naming these <laughs> these battles, huh? Uh, yes. So we, we cut to the, the dean's office. Um, this section is called the all tomato, which I really love because... It's very good. It's one of those things like... Rugrats always used to do this, right? Where like because they're babies and they don't understand what adult words are, mm-hmm. they just kind of take what they think it is and then like, you know, if there was a Rugrats episode about an ultimatum, they would definitely make it an ultimato. Right. But the reason I always loved that in Rugrats and the reason why I love this here is because uh even before this episode, even before I had ever seen this episode, Whenever anyone would talk about an ultimatum, I would imagine just some really big tomato, like some some I mean, all tomato. 
uh, every every single time. And so I appreciate the moments when Troy kind of like, because I would, I, as an adult, would never be like, ah, yes, the all tomato. So he, he kind of says what we're all thinking sometimes. And I appreciate that about Troy. He is an everyman. And I think, you know, I personally love him for it. Uh, because sometimes I say words wrong and I don't know what they mean or don't say them correctly or anything. So, um, but I will say that he, uh, uh, I don't even, uh, it, the ultimato, it means you give me the whole tomato or else, which is very, he doubles down on it, which is very cute. It's true. It's an, it's an ultimato ultimatum. Mm -hmm. So it's very good. Got to get that whole tomato. So yes, Troy does give pillow town until midnight tonight to surrender its territory. Abed declines the request. Um, not really a request. It's an ultimato, as we've discussed. Um, Abed, do you think that mm-hmm. you could like do a madman, madman sort of advertising blitz for tomatoes called the ultimato? Um, Ooh. And then it's like, if you don't eat your tomato, and then like, I, I don't know what the threat would be because it'd be like, why I oughta? But then I was like, oh, that's like some 50s like. Bone apple tea in the chat. That's another good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bone I, apple I tea. Think, I think it's a like. Y- there's some kind of evil tomato based villain um, mm, in this mm-hmm. tomato um, advertising campaign. So if you don't eat the tomatoes, they will, and then they'll take over the world and turn everything into tomatoes. Okay. Okay. That, or or something. I mean, we'll workshop it. We 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 are the uh, the law office or the uh, marketing offices of Ben and Mike here at. Uh, Good Morning Greendale Industries, so we'll figure some stuff out. We're basically Don Draper 2.0 with our I mean, we're talking, fancy, we're our drinking, fancy clothes. We're fancy. Drinking, on, drinking on the job. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Doing it live, as you will. Not objectifying women because... Uh, that's not cool. It's, it's not cool. Um, that's something an all-tomato would do because we're they're evil. We're objectifying tomatoes here. <laughs> You know why? Because they're already objects. Exactly. We're but we're not sexually objectifying no, tomatoes. Yeah, they're just ob- the night's Ooh. young. So, Can't, yeah, at three o'clock in the morning, we're like, we gotta make this tomato sexier. Too sexy. Yeah, yeah, too sexier. sexy. It's it's kind of we gotta find the right guidance. It's like the Goldilocks of sexy tomatoes. Um, Troy gets up to leave and says, "I'll see you at midnight." Nadine turns to Jeff is like, does anybody actually go to classes? <laughs> very good. Very, very good. Because it's a question I ask as well. Um, we get kind of a breakdown of the two different sides. Abed initially has Leonard and Starburns. Troy gains Pierce Shirley. Uh, Troy appoints Shirley as second in command and Pierce defects to Abed. There, there, are, there are a couple of things. Because um, again, my notes were not good because I was just, I was soaking were, in. It was washing over you. You were just like, oh, yes. Yes, episode of television. But there are a couple of things in this next scene that we find out. First of all, Neil has a uh, college radio station, which Real is a total Neil, Neil move. Pipes of Steel. He's given um, us daybreak. He's given us daybreak. Gotta uh, have the daybreak because otherwise uh, we would just have stock music. The official name of Blanketsburg is the Legit Republic of Blanketsburg, which I love. <laughs> it's very good. Because, you know, a lot of countries have, like, the Republic of, right, right. like, the, the Republic of China, you know, whatever. We just call it China. 
I love the idea of like reading an official news story that's like the legit Republic of China, or or like or, you know, you know, we are really a country, you guys, uh, Republic of uh, Botswana or something. I mean, I I I assume the legit like it's not a like we're we're a real republic. I oh, assume it's, it's more sort of, of a like cool thing. too legit to quit, right? I it's, see. it's a cool thing. It, it would be the like the cool if, Commonwealth of Canada. Right. The the Razzle Dazzle The Razzle Dazzle United Kingdom. The Razzle Dazzle State of Alaska. Ooh. Oh, wait, wait. It wait. does razzle and he sometimes dazzles. It's true. <laughs> the bodacious state of California. I feel like that's that one's a little on the nose. It is a little on the nose, but <laughs> would you expect anything less from Californians? Oh no. no, we lost one fiftieth of our audience. <laughs> so wait, we have equal equal yep. number of listeners in every state in the United yep, States. Exactly, We're, we have a listening audience split up <laughs> like the Senate, but not actually the Senate. Uh, although it would be f- freaking weird if we had some senators listening to. The, hey, if you're a senator, uh, go ahead and just send us an email and uh, yeah, just let us know if you're a senator who listens to this. I podcast. don't know what we're gonna do with that information, uh, but I'm gonna know about it, which is, seems pretty important to me. And not not just senator. If you're a, if you're a representative in the House of Representatives, you know, email us too. Uh, if you're the president or vice president or somewhere else in the executive branch, just let me know. Uh, so the other thing I did want to bring up is that Britta is the wartime photographer and she's bad at it. So Um, bad. As narrator Keith David points out, just because something's in black and white doesn't make it good. It's true. So we do get the kind of uh, DJ real, real Neil. Um, and then there's a cell phone video of a guy beating another guy and go fish in pillow town. And then Blanketsburg starts its offensive. The offensive lasts six minutes. No territory changes hands. Um, and then Troy gives a speech, which sounds like a old timey, like uh, microphone speech uh, to the citizens of Blankensburg, asking them to prepare for war and for Garrett to fix his microphone. It's doing the thing again, which is a very, very funny in- a thing to have done. I really appreciate how other than the line about Garrett needs to fix my laptop, how just i mean and it's it's community i shouldn't expect any less but just <laughs> how stylized this is to to really like it there is gravity to this scene despite the fact that it is a stupid pillow fight <laughs> over territory in blanket and pillow forts right but ju- the the fact that they're able to deliver this scene with like some level of gravitas is mm-hmm. just it's so good it's it's helped by the kind of echo of like like FDR giving a speech on the radio or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. It's helped by that, and then it's uh, immediately undercut by like my my microphone is doing the thing again. It's so funny. It's so this is this is why we love community. I think like yes, you know, the big swings, the fact that they they legitimately create a bit and commit as hard as they possibly can. It's true because I feel like. Um, I, I feel like a lot of other shows have, have tried occasional episodes where it's like, we're going to do, we're going to do a real like pastiche or an homage or whatever. And 
they they get they get a pretty good they do a pretty good job sure but it does always kind of feel a little half-assed or like yeah we we knew yeah you knew what we were going for we didn't we didn't have to like go the whole distance like sure it's fine and then community's like the whole distance no we'll go a little bit further than that actually a lot of the story in this episode is uh given through text message exchanges sort of as though <laughs> yes <laughs> sort of as though like letters uh uh in in a civil war documentary um which is s- uh, simply astounding um mm. it's also especially good. especially when uh the that's they've they've got emoticons and like jeff is like wait how do you do that little thumb up icon right, right. The, and like, she's like i don't, you I don't can- know how the icons go annie Okay, you caught me. I prefer war to homework. How do you do that little thumb icon? I can't find it on my phone. Jeff Winger. Jeff, you're disgusting. Troy and Abed's friendship is at stake. You can buy special icons and packages at the App Store. Piece of sushi, birthday cake, stop sign, snowman, umbrella. Annie Edison. <laughs> it's so funny. It feels it feels more real than it... Like, if... It's like th- looking at it at 2021 and being like, yeah, there would be like text messages talking about how to make the emojis work. And then like, here's a bunch of emojis that I know how to make work. It's just very, it's very real in a fake pillow fight war. But speaking of the pillow fight war, there are rules of engagement, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Faces or faces and groins are illegal. Everything else is wide open, but behind the knees is frowned upon. Also, if you fall down and stay down, you are safe. No further attack can happen. I think those are good ground rules. Uh, what do you think? I think so. I think, you know, because it's not an actual war, and even in real war, there are, you know, war war crimes that you can do. Um, but you shouldn't because, again, they're crimes. Okay. Um, so you, it, you definitely just said there are war crimes you can do. Which sort of which you insinuated, not, which you should not. Okay, maybe I said maybe maybe <laughs> I hmm. So maybe I said some words bad. Uh, but you shouldn't there do are, war crimes there are because there are crimes. There are can... such things as war crimes, as I believe what you intended mm-hmm. to say. Rather than please go do some war <laughs> no, crimes. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, war so, crimes. Yeah. We love them. So, God, somebody's gonna clip this, and I'm gonna be so upset. Um, so yes, like I, I like the 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 war crimes of the rules of engagements of pillows and blankets. Is you hit me in the face is very funny to me. We go to the battle of big bulletin board, uh, where there is a casualty among our uh, our study group. Pierce has suffered broken glasses, a hurt finger, and erectile dysfunction, which has never happened before. Never before, before this moment, um, we kind of get a thread of uh, uh, Jeff, who lacked interest before the war, but has found a leading role and gives a speech to the to rally the troops of Blanketsburg, um, which the narrator suggests that critics thought he merely improvised hot button patriotic dogma to delay schoolwork, which Jeff calls, quote, and I quote, a slanderous betrayal akin to 9-11. Later, though, Jeff would call the theory, quote, essentially accurate. Uh, Donna in the chat just said, "New what the heck deck? Cards full of war crimes you can do." <laughs> wow, that that follows that. Wow, huh? <laughs> Interesting. 
I'll have to email Poddex and see what they uh-huh. think. Hey, Poddex. Dear Poddex. We've been using your product in our podcast. It we has have led an idea. to medium results. Here's our idea for how to get better results with your product. Do a war crimes one. <laughs> and then say, uh, would you do this war crime? Why? Like, would you torture? Pro- no. No, that would be bad. It would be a bad thing to do that that war crime. The war crimes um, deck. It's all red. Did you know that uh, Stardew Valley broke the Geneva Convention? I did know that. <laughs> it's very funny to me that it broke the Geneva Conventions. Uh, because that's what you probably saw the polygon video because you also do I, polygon that. And I believe I follow a, d- does it, uh, there's a, there's does a, does it violate the Geneva convention? Yes, yes exactly. That's a, that's a good, that's a good Twitter follow. It's very um, good. But I yes, just, uh, Stardew I, I, Valley <laughs> violated the Geneva convention because of the use of the red cross logo for, uh, for health, which, uh, should be designated only for uh, medical aid, uh, according right. to the Geneva Convention. So now you know, Stardew Valley broke the Geneva Convention. It's very, very, very good. Um, even to the point where like, their release notes indicated that fixing the violation of the Geneva Convention. Just literally hilarious. Um, so, so very good. Um so now we do go to and Ben the, in the chat says in some ways pod decks are a war crime. So I'm sure there's a war tribunal coming up for both of us. So uh, we'll see. Uh, sorry, I keep cutting you off to talk more about war crimes. What were you about to say? I was about to move on, but if you'd like to talk more about war crimes, we can. No, 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 no. I'm I'm saying we should move on, but I've lost the train of thought because every time you start talking, I'm like war crimes, please. Uh, well, Waterboarding, welcome. I think. Welcome to McDonald's. Uh, okay, how can you do that? One war crime, please. That'll be seven twenty-five. Pull up to the next window. Wow, pretty good price for a war crime nowadays. The, so the we- war crime is what they call <laughs> their uh, Big Mac and fries combo. Um, now is they it? Just, they just simplified it instead of like calling it the number one or whatever. Like it's called the war crime. Um, Go to McDonald's but, and, and ask now, them for a war crime, and if they don't give you that meal, uh, then they are in violation of the Geneva Convention. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I will. I will not. I will not interrupt you about war crimes again. Oh Please goodness. continue with the podcast. God, I can't. Yet another episode, we talk about fast food. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Now that now that Ben is gone dark on uh, on me, uh, we go to the humanitarian. <laughs> I can't I can't think about the Geneva Conventions anymore. Um, in the humanitarian shelter run by Annie, she offers support to the troops that have, like we discussed, had lightly grazed testicles. Uh, but she's also texting with Jeff. She wishes that this war could be over and is proud of Jeff for taking a stance with his speech to Blanketsburg. Uh, Jeff thanks her and wishes that this nightmare would end. Annie uh, frustratedly says, I heard that you gave an identical speech to Pillowtown. Uh, Jeff admits, well, you caught me. Uh, he prefers war to homework, so probably a war crime, uh, and asks how to do the icons, as we discussed. Uh, meanwhile, 
Pierce is building a secret weapon. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it's what it is yet. He does not show the plans to the camera, but Abed hopes that they'll never have to use it. Uh, these rumors do make it to Troy, and Troy brings in Chang, who's been on the sidelines until just now. Um, leading directly to Starburns in a massage circle with a whole lot of women. Uh, who, I mean, uh, when in when we, in Blanketsburg or Pillow Town? I don't remember which. One I think it's those. Pillow Town because Chang's when army is, is fighting for Troy. Uh, they they fight them, uh, and they're nicknamed the Chang Glorious Bastards, like Inglorious Bastards, but with Chang instead of In. I don't get it either. I will. Uh, give this to Starburns. Like, if if you're at college and people are like, we're gonna build a massive pillow fort or blanket fort. Um, I feel like I feel like there's either gonna be a lot of action or no action going on. You want to be on the side of the action. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say like, you know what? Get get in. See if there's action. Get that massage circle going. See how that's see how that's going. And you know, you might you might get some action. Worst case scenario, you got a you got a little back rub. That's there's nothing nothing. Worst bad case about scenario, that. you get beat up by a literal child. Oh yeah, no, that's because that what is what literally happens. <laughs> that's also a possibility, as we find out. It's a with rare the possibility, Bastards. but at Greendale, it is kind of a medium level threat at all times. Uh, so the the Jeff Annie texting continues to happen. Uh, he he seems to have an autocorrect issue and which changes uh, a word I cannot say without bleeps to ducking. I love that joke because it's that so has good. happened. That has happened to every single one of us, and it's a great way to put the f word in without actually putting the f word in it's such a wonderful choice i love it very everyone knows everyone knows what that was about a hundred percent but like but it's still just just gets right underneath the sensors just boom basically like dropping the f-bomb on network television Mm. the changlorious bastards have turned the war into a chaotic sea of high thread count terror uh this leads to abed deciding under advisement to unleash his doomsday device. And this is... Uh, <laughs> um, so I've written it down like it's the Michelin Man or... A, Me too! Uh, or, Me too! Or a pillow stay-puffed marshmallow man. Uh, yes, I, I definitely wrote Pierce looks like the Michelin Man. It is basically... It's basically just him just surrounded by pillow. He is just he a is, pillow man. He is part man, part pillow, all carnage. And, and let he, me suggest that it probably is not Chevy Chase under that. <laughs> probably not. Look, but it is voiced by Chevy Chase. Here's the thing. If I'm on a television show and they're like, okay, you, we're going to play the scene where you are covered in, in pillows. You are just, you're part pillow, part man, all carnage. But we're going to get a stunt double. I'm going to be like, no. I'm out of this episode unless I get to be the pillow man. Right. But you are also not Chevy Chase. Yeah, because Chevy I'm cool. Chase is like, cool, and Chevy I can go Chase, sit in my locker? Or my, Chevy my Chase locker. is not. Yes, he has a locker. He <laughs> not not a trailer. He we just we shove Chevy word. Chase in you the locker. You know my bad words sometimes. Uh, it's, it's true. It's why you do a podcast. And then I have to edit it. Uh, the, the final take. Uh, is going to be 
uh, you being like, then Chevy Chase goes to his trailer. Uh, and then and I'll be like, yep, that's that's exactly how Mike sounds. That's, I didn't edit that at all. Cool, and Chevy I can Chase go sit in my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just edit that in and it'll be great. Uh, so Pierce in the Michelin Man carnage suit uh, fights the Chang army. They retreat. Um, and then Abed is like, they might have we might have done first first blood part two, but they'll be doing Rambo three. And then talks about how the Rambo naming structure doesn't really make sense, but neither does war. And then now my favorite part of the episode comes in because Leonard likes this post. Leonard likes this post. Right. Because at the end of every correspondence, they read, you know, it's like text message, Annie Addison or whatever. So this one was like Abed Nadir Facebook post. And then you get this very brief shot of leonard where he's like leonard likes this post it's it's so good it's 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 so utterly clippable too you could just clip it out there's no sound effects no nothing it's just leonard saying leonard likes this post leonard likes this post it's so good i know that it's sort of an ongoing joke where i'm like oh is it too late to change the name of the podcast but is it too late to change the name of the podcast to leonard likes this podcast (laughs) <laughs> i wish we had done this a whole lot sooner because holy cow that's a better that's a fantastic that's, name that's such a that's such a good name leonard likes this podcast Man, i'm gonna google good. that to see if that is a thing that anyone has ever said um, yet again we're finding podcasts live on the podcast i mean if this was if this was a podcast that already existed uh the communities podcast uh, twitter account would have already picked it up because they are they, like they know all the that's podcasts. Fair. That's fair. Um, um, I did a Google. Uh, did not find one. There is a true crime podcast called Leonard. So I'm um, not not. There is uh, Leonard Malton on movies. If you like movies, I well, guess. I just. I just need a time machine to go back to 2019 mm-hmm. uh, and be like, instead of if, if here's the most important thing I can tell you from the year 2021, instead of your name uh, that you came up with, use the podcast name. Leonard likes this podcast. And then as I'm running back through the time portal, I'll be like, Oh, by the way, there's a global pandemic. And I then, couldn't catch that last thing. What was he saying? That's yeah, probably fine. Past me will be like, there's a global what? A a, a global Panera? Panera? Panera Bread became its own legit country? The legit Republic of Panera Bread? <laughs> yep, that's what it meant. Yep. It, it's We all live in a Panera now. Uh, Donna in the chat says, do a podcast that reviews community podcasts called Leonard Likes This Podcast. <laughs> there was a meta podcast for a half a minute which was fun uh-huh i did listen to it it was actually like <laughs> it was like this is in the spirit but i know this is a lot of work community podcasts uh and podcasters we're we're a weird bunch uh-huh. um somehow yeah. weirder than the futurama podcasters that i know of which are just us but but we have tons of community podcasters we know of <laughs> i don't know why there's that difference uh, but yes, I think I think a, a podcast review podcast called Leonard Likes This Podcast would be so good. That's a, such a good name for a, a community podcast review podcast. It still feels like a stunt podcast to me, but that's okay. <laughs>
Troy's army intercepts uh, correspondence from Abed's that is basically mm-hmm. just a list of Troy's weaknesses. All and, the things and, that distract him, like the color red and jazz music. Well, I have and the whole boobs. list if you'd like. You hit me with that whole list. I mean, we will have to go back a little bit because we missed the scene, but that's fine. Uh, Abed's dis- uh, Troy's distractions, as Abed puts them, are loud noises, the color red, smooth jazz, shiny things, food smells, music boxes, bell bottoms, boobs, barking dogs, and anyone saying, look over there. Honestly, I'm about half of those. Yeah, yeah. Food smells, boobs, smooth jazz. Loud noises, absolutely. I'll be distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, Abed says he'll hold on until broken emotionally, which will, quote, not be hard. And then Abed says Troy is insecure about his level of intelligence and his greatest vulnerability is emotional frailty, which I get where uh, because Abed is kind of like in his in his mind of like, I'm just listing the things out about this person that make this person this person. But I can tell from Abed or uh, Troy's emotional frailty that he'll see this and be like, my best friend has been keeping a list of all the things that bother me about myself, which suck. Like it, it, you can definitely see both sides of like, oh, I see how we got to this moment. It sucks. Like it, I never liked Troy and Abed being on the opposite sides of a thing. This, mm-hmm. this one like really sucks because it really hurts Troy. It really, really does. Right. I mean, because the the entire rest of the um, the entire rest of this conflict up until this point is, you know, I mean, there there are some real hurt feelings. I mean, even in last episode uh, where, you know, Troy wants to go for the uh, the record and Mm. Abed just wants to build a cool pillow fort. And like there's some hurt feelings, but like, you know. Some sometimes the people who piss us off the most are our friends because like right. we care about them, and so and also you know, sometimes your your podcast co host will be just be like Mike, just say the freaking word right, good God! And sometimes your podcast host will just keep interrupting you while you're trying to talk about the thing <laughs> the podcast's about, and he's just like war crimes. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. Like you know. Our friends know a lot about us and, you know, sometimes, you know, in, in learning about somebody, you learn about good things and bad and, you know, you were, you you know, if you're friends, like you don't want to use the bad stuff to hurt them, but, you know, Abed is just kind of, you know, the way that he, he works is that he just, these are things that, I mean, he did it in the episode where he was, uh, oh, he was, he was bitches. Um, I don't remember where he was bad Robocop with the ladies mm-hmm. where he was yep. just noticing things about other people and saying them. And, and this one is a tactical advantage for him because he, he recognizes all these things that can win him this war because it's, it's a war to him and it's a war to them both at this point. And it's, you know, but at the same time, it's not the best friend move, but it's a pretty decent general move. Cause I'm sure that, you know, there's a whole intelligence community out there that knows the strengths and weaknesses of all the different world leaders. And why would blankets blanketsburg and pillow town be any different? Those, those hurt feelings really escalate because yeah, like, you know, imagine receive like intercepting an email from me. Uh, like I'm emailing Sarah and I accidentally CC you on it or whatever, because I'm bad at email Mm -hmm. and it's like, here are all the things that makes Mike cry. Mm-hmm. And 
Does it be Existing. like why? <laughs> uh, big like, Sam. Yeah, no fair. Um, <laughs> big Sam. Like hard, um, hard, hard to argue with that, my friend. <laughs> uh, existing, looking at things, remembering existence. The Jacksonville Jaguars being bad again. Can't argue. Uh, no, but yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, so you know, and it it's is, hurtful. it is, it is rough because like community. I feel like a lot of times uh, will kind of skip over a lot of the the really like emotional stuff. Like they're they're more than willing to have a little fun little argument between sure. Troy and Abed, where it escalates into pillow fights or whatever. And then by the end of the episode, they're doing their their special high five. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. It's it is not often that community is like. Oh, by the way, these are like real hurtful things going back and forth between Troy and Abed, the right. the only true and pure friendship in the entire history of existence. Right. And also like the heartbeat of the show. You know, right. like the fact that these two people have kind of pulled apart from each other necessitates an entire Civil War documentary of them. It's, you know, like this is a big right. deal. Um and I think this is a real moment where it really like there is a way back f- before this, and then th- there it is a tougher way back after. Before before this, I do want to m- mention a few things about a previous scene. And he's like, "Your words don't mean anything. Do you ever write stuff down in a journal? Just something you don't use to get what you want?" And Jeff's like, "If I wrote something down in a Hello Kitty book, would you would you make you make you like me again?" And she just rolls her eyes and leaves. And he says, "I'll take it as a yes." Okay, I was like, "What could be so important that I skipped I mean, over?" It does and then like, a yeah, future. yeah, that's that's Chekhov's journal right there. He, he that journal comes back, um, but yeah, it comes back now, around. Uh, Britta, so if we're gonna go back to where we were with Abed and Troy, Britta does attempt to try to capture the moment, uh, but basically just captures a picture of like right under her nose and just like straight up into it. So real good job, Britta. Troy sends Abed a message about how, like, not only am I your best friend, I'm your first friend. I'm your only friend. And what I know, but you don't know, because you have mental issues, is that you're never going to have another friend. Because, all caps, nobody else will ever have my patience with you. Troy Barnes, four-part text message. They're they're both going for the jugulars. Although Abed is, uh, I mean, although Troy is going directly at Abed, because... Abed's missive was uh, internal right. to his organization. There was and, a spy uh, campaign to get that information. Uh-huh. And Troy was just straight up like, hey, Abed, you're a dick. <laughs> I, I love the workaround to get to it. And just like, 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 think about the intelligence community giving something to like Joe Biden or something. And Joe Biden just texts like the uh, Vladimir Putin is just like, hey, Pootie, you're a dick. It's like that idea um, is very funny to me. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I just got a text message. It's from Joe Biden. Uh, hey Ben, you're a dick. What? Oh, I have one from Joe Biden too. He says I'm a dick. Dang it. I guess all of that uh talking about war crimes really just uh It must have. And he was supposed to unite us. All right, that was that was a really dumb joke. <laughs> Like I'm just I'm just gonna bounce out of it. It's not even it's not worth the committing to it. <laughs> there is a uh on eight PM on the second night, there is a 
agreed upon ceasefire to watch the latest episode of Ski, Shoot, Sing, a combination biathlon singing competition. Uh, here's my question. Would you watch that television show? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I would. It sounds interesting enough. Also, one of them is wearing a bikini in the image, which doesn't make any sense because it is ski and not like swim, Mm -hmm. which also doesn't make sense because the swimmers in like the Olympics would be wearing a one piece because it you don't have to worry about it's sex appeal. Mike, if you're going to be part of my madman style advertising agency, you got to understand that sex sells. We were trying not to sexualize the tomato. I was fighting to not sexualize the tomato. And well, yet here we uh, are. Here's the thing. I was all about not sexualizing the tomato. But now, now that we realize this tomato ad isn't working, I've just sexualized the tomato. And now we're selling more tomatoes than ever. I go on vacation for 15 minutes. And then we've sexualized the tomato. We've, we've sexualized the tomato. Um, Can that be the new jumping the shark? <laughs> Well, this show sexualized the tomato. Um, you all remember the day, the 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 episode where Happy Days sexualized the tomato? Yeah, no, I think it works. Um, I love. As far as ski shoot, I know I sing, made it, but I do love it. I'll go ahead on ski shooting. I I would definitely not watch it at really? first. Okay, but then somebody. Um, <laughs> Ben in the chat says is sexualizing the tomato a war crime um possibly I would have I would have to check the Geneva Convention I will say though we Um, have sexualized M&Ms though oh we've yeah see but that's what I'm talking about we have sexualized M&Ms and now M&Ms are doing better than ever probably exactly maybe who knows look at this chart that I just am pantomiming here's here's pre-sexualization okay that's low whoa sexualization oh my goodness Um, look how high that went after sexualization of m&ms my god sexualize the world so yes i would i would not watch ski shoot sing and then inevitably someone i know would be like ben you just gotta you just gotta watch an episode and then Mm -hmm. i'd watch an episode and be like Okay, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't so bad. And then they would be like, "Hey, you want to watch?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." And then like two episodes later, I'd be like, "Oh, come on! I can't believe Joseph got eliminated from Ski Shoot mm-hmm. Sing. Yeah, he, he sang he, so good, and his skiing was mediocre. But he he could also shoot. How did he get eliminated? You, this you is gotta an outrage. Be the whole pro- you got to be the whole package if you got to if you want to win, win Ski Shoot Sing." This episode of Ski Shoot Sing brought to you by Tomatoes. They're sexy now. <laughs> look at look at the stem on that tomato. Uh, so no, because I I would probably I would, that's I, probably what would happen yeah, to me. Because it would definitely be a begrudging incident. That's that is how I ended up watching most of a season of So You Think You Can Dance. Sure, my then girlfriend uh, was really into it. I mean, my current one also was, but I didn't know her yet. But uh, my then girlfriend was very into it. And she was like, and, and because just like in, in this episode, they're like, yeah, you don't want to watch it time shifted because like you want to really, you know, yeah. be a part of it. Right. You you want to. It, it's a it's a nationwide right. event, basically. So it's like watching the Super Bowl time shifted. You don't want to do that right. either. So we were hanging out. 
and she was like, oh, it's Thursday, so I got to watch my show. And then so I watched an episode of it. And then I was like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. And then like by the end, uh, we were both like, oh, it's time. And, like we were both just really right. into it. And, and I'd you watch had it with your her. favorites, et cetera. I mean, I have I, been... I did have my favorite, man. Twitch was great. He was he was a beefy dancing dude who kicked a lot of butt. I think he won, if I remember right. It was season Excellent. four. I'll look it up later. Uh, we'll look it up later. Yeah. Um, I have not not to like jump on the uh, the thing. I have kind of not considered... to sexualize the tomato but <laughs> yes not to sexualize the tomato but i have considered uh watching the mass singer a noted ken jong property mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. mostly because i keep checking the mask singer wiki to see who these people are and you know what w- what they're doing under the mask uh to 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 and who everybody is guessing everybody always guesses a weird owl and i'm like no, but if Weird Al's actually on this, I'm gonna watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds like and it, it's, yeah. And it's just weird enough for me to be like, yeah, I kind of want to watch Gronk in a giant uh, a pelican costume sing a song that he has no business singing, kind of. And the Wikipedia for the mass singer is real good. It like tells you who is who is eliminated each, day, who everybody was. It's like it's very good uh donna in the chat says twitch was the runner-up that season oh that's so. a shame that he, um, he twitch had so much talent i'm assuming <laughs> he did he kicked ass actually um anyways during the ceasefire jeff uh arranges a secret summit oh hey rob schneider was on an episode was was one of the mass singers and so was larry the kegel guy Larry the Kegel guy. <laughs> oh, did I say that wrong? Now, now who's interrupting who for about war crimes? Because, <laughs> because I think you just interrupted me with a war crime. Uh, so thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Larry the Kegel guy says, "Get her done." <laughs> uh, excellent. So so much fun this show god okay <laughs> i i this podcast just got canceled um yep it's we always say that it's gotten canceled during during the ceasefire uh jeff arranges a secret summit meeting out in the courtyard um and he's like um you know we can we, we can get this all um uh we can all we can uh find some peace and everything will be great and it ends up with them being like Nope, friendship is dead. Uh, the loser has to move out of the apartment and find a new place. And they agree to that. They're just like, yep, mm. sounds great. And they walk off. And Jeff's like, I wanted that to go different. Which, same. Uh, we go to the Battle of Greendale. Here it is. The North Cafeteria, named after Admiral William North, is located in the western portion of East Hall, gateway to the western half of North Hall, which is named not after William North, but for its position above the South Wall. It is the most contested and confusing battlefield on Greendale's campus. The end of the war begins because the final battle happens in the cafeteria. Uh, They start right in front of the subway sandwichery. This episode brought to you by Subway, now with sexy tomatoes. Boy, we are just going to, we're going to, I don't want to say it. Nope, got to say it now. You just got to go down on our sexy tomatoes. Okay. (laughs) 
Look at them juicy tomatoes. Sex. <laughs> they start this this fight. Uh, it is uh, just chaos. It just chaos. Outright it's a chaos. Um, uh, Pierce is unleashed, but the uh, but is subdued by the Chang glorious bastards. Chang kind of fakes being dead to it, dead to attacking. Uh, uh, and then Jeff gets uncomfortably close to the fighting and like pushes people back. Um, but the Dean shows up blowing a whistle and stops the battle says, well, the Guinness rep isn't coming. He's fired. He said, it's the biggest mistake of the year. I don't think that's going to make the next edition. It's over. This has been a colossal waste of two and a half days. Yeah. Everyone just kind of leaves. They're Mm -hmm. like, there's no reason to fight anymore. So everyone is just like, well, I'm out. Except for Troy and Abed, who are still kind of standing there and half-heartedly uh, flinging their pillow at each other. Yeah, Annie um, indicates that it has been it goes on for hours, and neither one wants to stop because it'll be the last thing they do together. And Jeff's like, you p- like each other so much, you'd hit each other with pillows forever. And suggests that they use the magical friendship apps that he gotten earlier. I may not believe in them, but that doesn't mean you have to be the same way. And Abed and Troy are like, We'll take off our battle helmets, but you gotta you have to actually go get the magical friendship hats because you left them in the dean's office. And Jeff's like, okay, I'll go get that. Uh, which is Chekhov's going to the office. Yes. Chekhov's uh, he, going to the office to get Chekhov's friendship hats. Mm-hmm. He then comes back with the Chekhov friendship hats and puts them on the heads of the 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 two fighters and Troy and Abed do their clap of re- reconciliation. Um, and Britta manages to actually get a good picture of the two ending the war, but still a mistake. She was trying to get the picture of a, of the light hitting the stack of nearby waffles, which uh, is not in focus. I do love the idea that Britta has just witnessed this war and she was like, I'm going to be the war photographer uh, and I'm going to, you know, do all these things. And then the moment the war is over, she's like, I'm going to take a picture of this stack of waffles. To be fair, the waffles look pretty good. I mean, they're fuzzy and you can't really tell. But would I eat those waffles? Yeah, I would eat those waffles. I mean, I'm always, I'm always gonna give me, give me some waffles. I'm, I'm into it. I um, demand waffles. Now, here is a question: um, Are you more of a waffle guy or a pancake guy? All right, so this has caused some division in my household. Um, that yes, that's why that's same. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> um, I now I, I I'm worried that I'm going to be yelled off my own podcast. But personally, I am Team Pancake. Mm, okay. Yep. That being said, I am not going to yuck anyone's yum of a waffle. I do also like waffles from time to time, although I think pancakes, to me, they absorb it. I love the squishy, absorbed sponge of a cake. I, I, that's, that's me. That's just who I am. I, 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 what am I gonna do? That's who I am. Yep, yep. You and me, uh, we've got beef now because I'm See, I'm team waffles all the way. Like again, I not do, yucking your yum. And and you know I what? Do, that needs more waffles for you, my friend. I do enjoy pancakes. I will definitely eat them. But if you're if you come up to me with two plates, one in each hand, one 
one has pancakes and one has waffles. I'm going to go for the waffles every time. Okay, so, great. Then I'll just have the plate of pancakes. You have the plate of waffles. We and then I'm going exist. to eat it and stare at you menacingly because you chose wrong, say- even though it benefits me. And I'm the one who chose in this scenario, but you still chose wrong <laughs> somehow. I like how I offer to coexist and you're like, I'm still going to eat angrily at you. That's that's how us waffle eaters do. Like you pancake eaters are all about peace and just like, oh, we can all get along. And us waffle eat- eaters are like, it is it's waffle time, bitch. And then uh, that's yeah, that's how we we need. We need all the 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 uh, little nooks and crannies of those uh, waffles to contain all of our unbridled anger. Ben in the chat does say, I like a novelty hotel breakfast waffle shaped like something. In Texas, you frequently have hotel waffles shaped like Texas. Not sure if that happens in other states. Uh, In Colorado, that's just a square waffle. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you said it. Um, Also, I do not think that happens in other states. I think Texas has I think that's just a Texas I think just Texas Um, has its own way about going through things. I mean, if you think about it, a Virginia waffle is going to be really narrow on one side. My one my one complaint with waffles is that like you got to have special equipment for waffles, whereas pancakes, true. you just you just got to have like a skillet and like you're set. Um, mm-hmm. I have wanted to uh, make those Japanese big fluffy pancakes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen those, but mm-hmm. boy, they look good. But I just I don't think I have the patience. Um. Yeah. Like I I I don't do waffles at home because like. Sarah prefers pancakes and I'm just like, whatever, I'll eat whatever. So it's, it, it, it seems like a waste to get a waffle iron for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, but I'm definitely like when it comes down to it, team waffles. Um, and, uh, most every, I think everyone in the chat, uh, everyone in the chat, it seems pretty pro waffles. So I, I, I mean, I'm fine being the minority. I don't really mind. Um, but you know, what, what could happen is that we could do a timeshare on a, on waffle iron. You know, I've got somebody in my house that's Team Waffle. <laughs> You've got somebody in your house that's Team Waffle. We just share it back and forth when it, okay. when, the, the, okay. when it when it strikes us. Okay, sounds great. And um, again, I'm not anti waffle. I just pro pancake. We'll see how much of that 20 minutes of us talking about waffles makes it in the final episode. <laughs> but um, I hope it was good for everyone in the live chat. Hey, they, um, all it did was start some conversations in the live chat. I think it was a success. Um, so we do get to uh, Chekhov's journal because um, Jeff starts a voiceover and he's writing an entry in his personal jur- journal. Um, so in- Annie thinks he didn't go all the way back, but he actually did go all the way back to the office to get the hats. And we even see the surveillance footage to show that he even like dusts them off, uncrumples them and everything. Um, he settles on to the truth that he'd do anything for his friends. And he believes that this is how everyone else in the world feels. And now he understands war. He turns to the cameras like, I wasn't going to show anyone, but I did nail it. It's very profound. I'll read it for the documentary. Hey, were you in the cape? I looked it up. Keith David was in the cape. Uh Uh-huh. But he says no. Right. Uh, Because this this is not Keith David. This is the narrator who is the character. So, but Keith David was in the cape, which is a great bit of meta humor because that's what community does. I do also want to point out that the surveillance footage implies that there is always surveillance footage going on in the dean's office, which I find terrifying. Uh huh. Because also imagine surprising. 
imagine what you're going to see in that office. Some of the stuff he's done in his office, like going full naked uh, during his... his his com- uh, uh, commercial situation and going with the ashes of his uh, 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 degree um, and saying I'm terrible. Uh, he, you and- know what he should have done for that ad? Just put in some sexy tomatoes. Just be like, "What's up, Greendale Community Gr- College? Come to Greendale got- Community College. We got the sexiest tomatoes around. It's got sexy coeds, sexy tomatoes, sexy waffles, um- sexy cafeteria." Hell, mm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now no I I I did it to myself. I'm excited about that cafeteria now. I do I do miss I don't miss paying. I think we've maybe even talked about this before. I don't miss paying the the fees for the cafeteria mm-hmm. at college because it was kind of expensive for what you got. Right. I do miss rolling out of bed and being like, and then stumbling downstairs and then just loading up a tray with food and then shoving it in my face with zero effort on my part. That was great. Yeah, it's totally great having to cook your own stuff and procure it. It's for losers. This sucks. Uh, we do get, uh, cut to the tag, uh, which is a pledge drive uh, run by it's Troy and Abed. So funny to me how they basically ape the PBS fun drives so well. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because I don't have anything it, else noted. It's just very, very good. Yeah, it's very good. Um. Uh, they do. They do say that they they bring you uh, such great things as the program you just watched, which is pillows and blankets. Uh, something called Craig Pelton, a year in Paris. And, I don't know if uh, I'm going to watch that, but okay. One in the middle that I skipped over, and then uh, the last one is that's Entertainment, which uh, <laughs> I would probably pay to not watch uh, if I'm going to be yeah, honest. No, that's true. Um, I'd watch the Dean one over that. Uh, and that is the end of the episode, and that means that it is time for Grades. I'll go first. It's an A plus. <laughs> it's so good. The, like we we talked, we mentioned it a little bit, but they swung for the fences and they hit it past them. It's it's a home run, grand slam quadruple grand slam a a hit that we don't even know in baseball um it nails the feel of a civil war documentary it has the interpersonal conflict that they actually they do gloss over how they resolve it but they do you know they do have a very emotional moment between the two um you have everybody doing something weird and interesting i think i think personally the fact that you know, Britta is taking a war photography that fits her. Shirley is going to fight by Troy's side. I love that. Like Pierce having a doomsday weapon. It's, it's all very, everything works and everything is very funny to me. I mean, I, I love this episode. I think it is a piece de resistance. I think it is almost not, not the top of the, you know, the form of television and what it can be, but I think it is so, it's so wonderful that I don't think I have anything else to say to it. It's an A plus. I love everything about it. It's just a great episode of television. Just chef's kiss. I've mentioned it before, but there was a thread on Twitter going around um, about a couple of years ago. And I think now that was like, what would you consider the most perfect episode of television to be on the air in the last 10 years? My answer to that was uh, Fistful of Paintballs. Sure. Someone 
in that thread mentioned this episode and I was like, oh, that's a real that's a real good choice, too, because like. It is a pretty perfect episode. I mean, they nail the uh, Civil War documentary style so absolutely well. Just incredible. Um, down to the narration, down to the music, down to the the like the idea of having uh, all the correspondence being like text messages and Facebook posts. They they nail everything about it so well and th- it is this is also an episode where when i'm when i'm watching community usually when i'm not doing it for a podcast i'm generally like just binging the whole thing it's a very bingeable right. show um and i think individual episodes uh in this in the middle bit of this season fare better when you're not binging it but when I'm binging it, there's sort of this lull in the season right before this episode where I'm like, I mean, it's good. I'm not I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just like, there's nothing really exciting happening. Like it, it there's no there's no episodes that are just like in your face. Bam. I mean, other than regional holiday music, but I have feelings about Christmas episodes, right. um, I, which I believe we covered in that episode. We we did, and uh, my friend uh, and former roommate Nate, um, who has never gone on record saying he doesn't eat babies, was very sure. disappointed in me for giving uh, or for saying that it was not my speed. Um, to which I say, "Suck my dick." <laughs> Fair. I mean, we all have different speeds. Uh, so take that, Nate. Um, yeah, you so... come on the podcast, and you then you get to tell your opinions to us, Nate. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm on your side on this one, I guess. <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, there's there's sort of this lull in the season where I'm just like, yeah, it's still a good show, but there's not a lot happening that's just like blowing me away. And then every single time we get to this episode, and I'm just like, oh my god, this up uh, this this show is so good. It is so brilliant. Like it reinvigorates my love for this season. Every time I get to this episode, it is hands down an A plus. It is pr- oh, certainly top three episode for me. Um, I I really would have to sit down and figure out where it falls. I'm gonna say fistful of paintballs number one. Sure, definitely. This is probably number two, and then I think um. Uh, basic rocket science is probably number three. Um, I think it's a pretty solid top three. But yeah, I mean, I think this is, I think this is like second favorite episode of community. It is impossibly good. Most, most shows never get to the height that this episode gets to. And it's just, it's just a, a good, uh, good reminder of just how, absolutely amazing community can be at its best um mm-hmm. because this is at its best i mean like it's seriously like second right. favorite episode i mean you know to your point earlier like other sitcoms would have an ambition about half of this um of like mm-hmm. oh we'll do a little pastiche oh it was cute we kind of liked it whereas community continually has the ambition of like you know what for 30 minutes we are a documentary and right. we're going to do it right and we're going to nail it. And they do 
a, a large amount of the time. And it's like most sitcoms aren't even trying for this. Like it, right. this community is doing something like changing the bounds of what te- television can be sometimes. And it's like, I love that. The malleability, the flexibility of this setting, these people, just an incredible way to, 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 to build a television show. And you, and I think to your point of where there's a lull, it kind of needs that lull. If you're watching it in a binge, because this is such a, a like the mountaintop. So, right. No, I, I think that's fair. It would be, it would be a little exhausting if the entirety of season three was like fistful of paintballs and remedial chaos theory and fistful of paintballs again and more remedial right. chaos theory. And like, and even it would those, it would be a lot. Yeah, and even those those episodes do have some character development. There are some like quieter episodes that need to like, you know, have some character development that's a little yeah, goofier and things like that. Um but this like I totally agree with you. This one's this one is like I mentioned it last week. This is the one I will go A++ all the way around the room like the teacher in a Christmas story, my favorite scene of that movie. And yeah, we want to know what you think about this episode. Does it deserve all the A pluses that Mike just gave? Or are we wrong about that? Which is a different podcast, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> You're wrong about this episode of Community. <laughs> uh, although if uh, if Sarah Marshall wants to come on this podcast and tell us that we're wrong about this, uh, she's welcome anytime. That we'll dust rule. off the Back um, to the Futurama stuff to say we're wrong about that too. Come on in, um, whatever podcast you want. We want to know all these things and more. Uh, sexy tomatoes. Do you? Uh, is there such a thing? I thought you, we were would done you with buy, it. Would you I buy tomatoes buy. from a sexy tomato ad? Um, Where not not the ad is sexy. The tomato in the ad is a sexualized tomato, not yes. a sexy woman holding or a sexy man holding a tomato. That is a normal tomato. That's been that's been done. It's probably. been done. It's it's cliche. It's right, passing. you can hold tomatoes up by the boobs or like down by the testicles or whatever, and be like, "Ha ha ha!" Sex tomatoes. No, this is a tomato that fucks. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know all these things and more. You can tweet at us at Good Greendale. You can find us on the internet at GoodMorningGreendale.com. Click on contact, send us a little message there. Let us know about how offended you got over all these sexy tomatoes. And how many war crimes that we did, and we're, we're we all apologize, but we will go in front of the war tribunal. This was a live episode, uh, which are f- uh, five dollar plus Patreon patrons uh, once a month when we're actually on top of it, and my cat is not trying to die on me. Uh, Same. Uh huh. And this was our live episode for November. So if you w- would like to join uh, the live episodes, that is patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, where we try to do these once a month and uh it's always a lot of fun uh hanging out with people in the chat um they bring up a lot of fun things like texas shaped waffles and uh Mm -hmm. uh mostly that's what i remember there was a lot um a lot of discussion uh, talking about so you think you can dance a lot of discussion of war crimes a lot of discussion about war crimes. Uh, if you want to talk to us about war crimes in a live episode that's patreon.com slash back to futurama Mike, okay. I think that's I think that's what we got. I think so. I do want to thank everybody for coming to the end of these. This one was a challenging one, I know. Um, but, you know, whether or not you are a patron or if you're just a, a, a happy listener, or even if you're a listener that's like, 
eh, I can kind of give or take the smiking bin guy. Thank you for coming to the end of it. I hope we put a smile on your face. We love you very much. And uh, yeah, let's keep rocking and rolling uh, while we get to uh, uh, cats living. Let's go with that. Uh, I kind of lost the plot at the end, but that's fine. Until next time, when we're talking about uh, almost certainly a more normal episode of Community. Pretty much guaranteed, (laughs) yes. I've been Ben. And I've been Mike. I I wish wish you you luck. luck.